Welcome everyone to another episode of Kingdom Artists Unveiled, where we go a little deeper with uh, Christian artists who uh, want to glorify Jesus with their artwork. And we're talking about their own spiritual journey as well as creative processes and how they co-create with the Holy Spirit. So today we have Rachel with us. Welcome, Rachel. Thanks, Jordan. Uh, uh, Rachel is a silk painter. Uh, she's got a unique style of art. She's a silk painter currently living in Philadelphia. She creates hand-painted silk scarves and other accessories, focusing on custom and commissioned work. Rachel's wearable art is currently sold under the brand name Sister Sunrise, and you can see her work at sistersunrise.com. So without further ado, Rachel, let's get into some questions. Awesome. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. You're welcome. So I'm just curious, uh, I want to hear about how you got started. Yeah, so um, I got started, well, my background is in more traditional fine art. I went to school and I learned traditional painting styles, um, including like old master oil painting styles. Um, growing up, I always was interested though in both more realistic representational work as well as abstraction. And even by kind of the end of my college time, I was already exploring different media and trying to find a voice in there. For a little while, I was really focused on working with Yupo, which is a plastic-based paper. And then after college, I started working at an art supply store. And when I was there, I of course took home lots of art supplies, um, had a great employee discount, so it was helpful. And just learning a little bit more and figuring out what I liked best. So I decided to try silk painting because we had some equipment for that and I just wanted to see if I liked it. And I took it home. I had no idea what I was doing at first. <laughs> I basically just stretched the silk out on my porch and I started painting at it. Um, and I, was, I kind of said to myself, okay, I kind of like this and didn't really know where I was going with it, but just kind of kept trying it out every once in a while in addition to the other work that I was already creating. Um, I guess what the major motivation was for me to continue with Silk was that I saw how people really responded to it. So I had a fine art website that, at that time where I was selling my other art, but the scarves were by far the thing that was really selling. Um, and so I kind of saw it and said, okay, there's something here that connects with people. And then I ended up being part of this traveling art exhibit. So we went around the world. We went to three different countries in a three week time span. And I saw how the scarves were also really connecting cross-culturally too. I saw that there was something about a piece of fabric that could be held in your hand that um, kind of broke down cultural and even religious barriers. Um, and I had women who were taking selfies with me and the scarves together. Um, and so I saw, okay, this is really cool. Like, I like how this seems to be creating a deeper connection with people than something that's just on a wall. Um, yeah. So then after that, I kind of, um, kept pursuing that and, um, I ended up being able to do an artist residency where I focused on silk painting the whole time. 
and um, getting to work with a migrant community in that. So it was really interesting seeing how Silk could also tell their stories through fabric in a way that maybe, um, again, related to them more personally. Um, mm-hmm. So then I came back to the United States after a period of traveling and I had to figure out, okay, what am I doing next? Um, I have done a little bit of teaching, but I still had this this pull and desire to do something more with my art and make it into more of a business and not just um, a very serious hobby, which is what kind of what it was before. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it kind of one of the art, other artists that I w- that was in the residency with me said, "Hey, silk painting, that's your business, so go for it." and that really encouraged me um so i have been working full-time as an artist for about a year now um relations yeah thank you (laughs) um it's definitely not easy and i'm still learning a lot about how to run a business but um i'm really excited about the future and just the potential that is in this medium amen that's really good stuff um i i just see like as you you know picked up the silk and for the first time kind of like the first little step on a on an unknown journey and yeah really cool how the lord turned that into something um much bigger than yeah, you expected. definitely yeah uh, I, and i guess i want to ask about um kind of you know backing up a little bit uh-huh. with your your faith um yeah how how did that how does your faith how did how do those interplay and you know how did how does your faith kind of inform what you do and um i guess yeah when did when did the lord kind of reveal to you that that uh, your art was i guess had more of a purpose and it was uh you know could be a, a kingdom thing instead of just a just a hobby like you said yeah that's a great question i would say that i had a strong sense of calling as an artist from a very early age um the sense that maybe later on it felt like just a hobby was more that I could, I was having trouble figuring out how to make it my full-time gig. Um, so I grew up in a Christian family and um, accepted Jesus at an early age and also clearly was drawn to art from when I was very young. Mm-hmm. Um, I told everybody in preschool, you know, I want to be an artist when I grow up <laughs> and I never really changed my mind. Um, kind of the iteration of that and how I thought through the practical aspects of that changed over time. Um, uh-huh. That's but great. yeah, I was really blessed to be in a community where um, I was seriously taught the Bible and I had really good art instruction too. Um, and so I think, yeah, I was taught from a young age that I was created to create. I remember I had a kindergarten art teacher that she had that as a sign on the wall. Um, yeah, cool. And so I did have a foundational understanding that creativity was important to God. Um, I think over time, some of the other voices that got kind of mixed in with kind of clear as I clarified that calling, um, because I had good grades in school, people felt like, oh, you should do, you know, a real job with your life. There's so many other things you could do besides painting. Why do you want to do that? Um, so yeah I felt pulled in a lot of different directions sometimes Mm -hmm. Um, and 
yeah so I think that um it was probably I think just being in college in an environment where I went to a Christian college and you know I had art professors who were really modeling what it looked like to be an artist and a disciple that was around the time where I started to think about the bigger impact of that um Hmm. Yeah, and then just traveling too, that gave me new perspective that brought into um, just meaningful relationships and interactions with people through art. I think for me, shifting into silk painting was also interconnected with that journey too, because before that, I feel like most of my art, I made the art that I wanted to make purely out of just what did I feel inspired by I would paint it draw it whatever um and that there was value in that um but I think I also had a very um like fine art focused mentality where I felt like at first when I started exploring the silk painting I felt like oh I don't know if this is really being an artist I felt like I was almost selling out a little bit to do anything that was more um kind of practical or applied art yeah so I think shifting my mindset and realizing how much value was in the application of that art because it's still you know silk scarves they're still a luxury item it's not um it's still, you know, something that is very aesthetically powerful and not so practical. Um, but just shifting my mindset and realizing it was okay to pursue art in a different way, I think ended up being actually the key for me seeing how there could be kingdom purpose in that, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, I, I just want to say thank you to that kindergarten teacher who, uh, you know, with the sign that that taught you and, and your college professors, too, and, and your parents like um, I, a lot of us, I think we're, we're t- missing that and not just missing yeah. it, I would say, but actually in college, you know, going to a secular art college uh-huh. uh, or art degree in a secular college um, bombarded with <laughs> with the opposite yeah, uh, thoughts and the opposite mindset about art and and no no ties to um you know cre- our creation no ties to uh the bible or christianity that was kind yeah. of you know yeah. so that's really cool it's really encouraging to know that you know okay some people are actually getting this from a young age and then able to uh able to apply it yeah it really helps just my family environment too so my dad is a musician um and I would say a semi-professional musician. Right now he has another job too. Um, but I think because he values creativity, that was really important in instilling that in my home. My sister studied yeah. theater and now is really into sewing and costuming. Um, so that was definitely just a value in my family that was reinforced all along. That's so good. Yeah, family such a such a powerful influence. Um, from the from the get-go um rachel i want to ask you just a little bit um or briefly describe your kind of creative process um this is really kind of the meat of of these interviews i think is where how do you how do you get an idea you know now uh you talked about just painting something that 
um, getting inspired and just kind of reacting to that with with a piece of art. But yeah, how do you typically get an idea? Um, and then how do you how do you make that make that happen? If you could just briefly describe mm -hmm. um, that that creative process for you and, and even kind of the conversation that happens with the Lord as you're creating, uh, what does that look like for you? Yeah, definitely. I would say that for me, the creative process usually starts with seeing something. Even though my work right now is not heavily representational, there is usually a visual stimulus to what I create. Mm -hmm. um, right now, a lot of my scarves are either a floral pattern or I've done a lot of work that is more kind of culturally inspired. Um, so when I was in Northern Africa, I was getting inspiration from all the tiles, for example, and I've done a lot of work based on that. Um, yeah. so I would say that it does start usually with something that I'm seeing and, um, often I'm creating now, at least I'm creating a pattern based off that thing I'm seeing and maybe combining input from multiple sources. Mm -hmm. um, so I might be taking the pattern from the flowers or the tiles and then taking the colors from something else and then combining them together. Um, uh -huh. Occasionally, my input could be something different. Um, obviously, because I do a lot of commission work now, um, it's often similar kinds of input, the flowers, tiles, etc. Um, but it's driven by somebody else. So it's what they're interested in. So they might say, okay, um, this person I'm getting a scarf for really loves purple and likes geometric patterns. So then going from that and finding something, because I really want to celebrate who they are. I usually also ask for a photo of that person um, to help me kind of know what colors are going to look good on them. Um, okay. But every once in a while, I do make things from other input too. Um, I dream a lot and every once in a while I'll see something in a dream that I know that needs to be a stimulus for my art. Most uh, recently this happened where um, I had a dream and it was something about lavender, more the plant and the smell than about the visual flower. And I knew the next day that lavender needed to be part of the scarf that I was creating. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah. You're, so you're kind of responding to and initially responding to just visuals in creation um, yes yes and maybe maybe a mix of of some other things um it kind of reminds me of the prophets too you know as the lord began to speak something to a prophet like, jeremiah what do you see yeah <laughs> i see this okay here's here's what it means but do, as you're as you're making it then you know you, you kind of get a start and then is there is there a thought about you know the the content and the color and the, the the actual thing you're creating of how it looks as a as a representation of uh i guess beauty or as a representation of some some kind of message um, yeah so about the, the you know talked about the colors maybe looking good on the the person so the honor uh -huh. of of uh the person that it's made for but yeah is there, is there other factors involved with that yeah so i would say that um both just the aesthetic beauty aspect of a scarf as well as the message do come into play. In mm -hmm. some works, the message predominates a little bit more and some the purely visual experience predominates more. 
Okay. Um, I often listen to scripture while I paint. And mm. sometimes I'm intentional in choosing to listen to a passage that relates to the work that I'm creating. Okay. So, for example, um, I had someone recently ask me to do a commission based on the Cedars of Lebanon because that was um, a theme that her mother really resonated with and she wanted to put that in a scarf. So mm-hmm. I found all of the passages that related to that and I kept the longest one on repeat through an audio Bible app and allowed that to just kind of sink in, even listening mm-hmm. to it in different <laughs> translations too, so yeah. that that would permeate wow. my work then as well. Cool. So maybe there's like stuff that you don't even, you don't even realize maybe consciously that's happening as you just kind of let the scriptures yeah. you and yeah, Definitely do you have creating, creating a little bit of like a meditative space where that scripture can inform the work. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's important that kind of my heart and my mind are in the right places I'm creating. Sure. Absolutely. Um, do you have a, any kind like a testimony or just a, a favorite example of how, uh, as you were making uh, a scarf, as you were creating like the, just the presence of the Holy Spirit or, or afterward, I would say like a, after you made something, um, how it, it was just used to really speak to someone or really bless someone. Do you have a, a favorite example like that? The first thing that I thought of, um, yeah. So I would say also that sometimes I don't necessarily know how my art is prophetic until mid process or after I'm finished. And it's not, usually it's not at the beginning for me. Um, The story that I thought of is when I was traveling, um, I was staying in a family's house and I just started drawing on a piece of paper. Actually, it wasn't on a scarf yet. And it was just kind of an abstract, colorful design. And my friend looked at this drawing and she said, Rachel, like, that's me. Like she felt like even just in this kind of abstract paper drawing, um, she <laughs> could see herself and she related to it and she felt like it was a representation of her heart. Wow. Um, and so then afterwards, um, I put that design on a scarf then and gave it to her. Um, so that was really special to see like how it had connected with her in the moment and then became something also that she could hang on to for longer. Yeah. And and as you started that, you weren't really, you, you weren't thinking that at all. It no, was, it was not intentional yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. Right. Well, I think we're uh, coming, coming to an end here. Is there anything else? Um, I guess, yeah. How do you have any, um, I guess, advice or, or encouragement for uh, Christian artists who are just getting started in, in their craft or, or wanting to grow in their craft? Yeah, so I would say that for me at least, my experience has been that it's so important to learn the foundations of drawing first before you jump into other things. Um, If I had started doing what I'm doing now without the rigorous observational training that I had had, I wouldn't be able to do it at the same level. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that 
like of course god works through all different kinds of art he works through us wherever we're at because the holy spirit is within us and so he can speak through us regardless of whether we have a lot of training or not um but i have observed that perhaps sometimes christian artists um maybe get too focused on the message and what they're trying to say through the art and don't spend enough time learning those technical aspects that are going to undergird their message as well as give them a wider vocabulary of things to represent um really good yeah yeah i would say that that has been really key for me in my journey um and even just this past weekend i ran into some young women um high school aged who were asking me what they should do to be better artists and i said draw people all the time draw your friends draw your family because if you can draw people you can draw anything um i think that also because we're people and we're relational beings when we draw people we're we're drawn deeper into relationship and as an artist who's creating things that are relational that are made for people to wear um it's so important to have developed kind of the empathy i think that comes from drawing and observing people as well yeah that's that's so true well thank you so much rachel for sharing uh, all of this really good really encouraging stuff uh, so guys i would just say yeah be patient uh trust in the process that the lord has you on the journey that the lord has you on uh go ahead and, and check out rachel's website and and some of these scarves that she's created um, and just thank you again, Rachel. Bless your, your work and your life for his glory. Thank you so much, Jordan. Yeah, it's really an honor to be here.